Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Tommy Dreamer, and Bully Ray get into the big news that was dropped by Tony Khan yesterday on Dynamite. That's right. The next all-in, the five-year anniversary of one of the most landmark shows in the history of pro wrestling, will be at Wembley Stadium. We talk about that. Also, we get into Jay White is all elite. We'll talk about that. And, of course, the big segment with MJF in Long Island right now on the Busted Open Podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. all operatives. From now to March 30th, MGM National Harbor invokes your skills to play Covert Cash, a spy-themed kiosk game series where classified missions, hidden rewards, and daily thrills await. Sign up for MGM Rewards to play and unlock up to $25,000 in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape car drawing on March 30th. Visit MGMNationalHarbor.com slash Covert Cash to begin your mission. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you're probably thinking, what's the catch? Well, there isn't one. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, draw-dropping monthly bill, and unexpected overage. 
All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. It's crystal clear, and it doesn't kill my monthly budget. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Tommy, how about the news, man? Wembley. I think the only time there's been a wrestling event at Wembley Stadium was SummerSlam 92. Uh, correct. Um, I believe there's an arena there. because There know is. It's Wembley there. Arena. I sold yeah. it out. Yep. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I um, did. So it is a big deal. I, I feel it is a very, very big deal. Yeah, and, and I thought the announcement last night, we were wondering what the announcement was going to be. Um, that's big. You know, SummerSlam 1992 was at Wembley Stadium. 80,000 uh, fans packed Wembley Stadium. It holds about 90,000, I believe. Uh, so I know that, and I want to break it down with you and then get the, the take of the nation because I think there's a lot to get into when it comes to this show. First and foremost, because both you guys were involved, uh, this is the return of All In. Uh, you know, AEW, now that uh, Tony Khan has purchased Ring of Honor, he owns that name, All In. And I can't believe it's been almost five years ago, guys, since All In in Chicago. And really, and I, and again, I bring this up, Bully, you were involved. Tommy, you were involved. That show in Chicago, All In, Tommy, it changed the landscape of pro wrestling. We probably would not have AEW right now if it wasn't for that show in Chicago almost five years ago. Correct. Kind of started on a social media bet, blew up, uh, drew over 10,000 people, and then it just kept on steamrolling to uh, what we have you know, now with uh, another company. And I do feel it's big news. I remember the battle for ECW just to get on pay-per-view. And then, you know, the more and more times you go to places and your, your arenas are getting fuller and fuller, this is a massive, massive uh, taking on by a company to try, you know, you have to do more than 45,000 people because a half-empty stadium would look like a failure. So you really need to, you know, one, have one hell of a lineup and they have enough wrestlers to put to put the card together. But um, it, it's going to be a very, very big undertaking for AEW. And let's hope they uh, pack that place. With a capacity of 90,000. How many people will be there? We don't know. We'll find out. Tickets go on sale May 5th, which is a Friday. So our eyes will be on how fast those tickets sell. But I want to put things into perspective a little bit, okay? Now, we are talking about All In because this is going to be the second ever All In. And it's going to take place, you know, at the five-year anniversary mark of that landmark show. Think about what you're saying. You know, when the first All In happened, we were we were doubting whether a wrestling show outside of the WWE could fill a 10,000-seat arena. Think about that for a section, a second. I think we lose perspective sometimes. So it hasn't even been five years that I remember Bully and I doing a show saying, can a wrestling show 
outside of the WWE fill a 10,000-seat arena. Do you think that Tony Khan, knowing how Tony is, and Tony loves to tout the success of AEW, and sometimes, some weeks, when AEW is not so successful, he lays out. Do you believe that he really is going to go into Wembley Arena, Wembley Stadium, just because he's marking out for going into Wembley Stadium? At the end of the day, the kid is a businessman. Don't you think that he thinks there's a really great shot of selling this place out, whatever it is scaled to? I I think, Bully, if let's just say there was 81,000 fans in attendance and let's, and let's be honest. Let's, let's forget about the stupid. Let's forget about the stupid numbers. Let's, let's go with a realistic number. Let's go with 50,000. 50,000 is a very realistic number because. um Oh shit. I just lost my train of thought about why I was picking 50,000, not just because it was a guess, but. If you're scaled to 50,000, are people going to say, oh, he only sold 50,000 because he cut the arena in half? I don't know. I mean, I I don't know if I can answer that. Would you say that? I wouldn't, no. Tommy, would you? I don't know um, because I've heard you and others when – during the attitude era and you come in and you guys would be like up of those that that wasn't tarped off the last time we were here. And I understand it's a first time event, but it was just like, our houses are down. We're talking about, um, this is a, a the proverbial glass half full glass, half empty. This is that conversation. We're going to have our answer again, May 5th. Uh, we're just doing speculating. Um, I say 60 because I know I could, you know, corner off with a very, very nice staging area and make it look super duper great. Uh, what's the building? What's the arena in San Antonio that um, that TNA ran for lockdown? Oh, that was uh, the Alamo Dome. The Alamo Dome. TNA put 7,200 people in the Alamo Dome. Okay. That holds 50,000 people. But that was the biggest success in in TNA's history as far as a United States audience. So you look at it as a success. If Tony scales Wembley Stadium to fifty thousand seats right off the bat, I think that's I think that's very fair, honest, uh, uh, attainable goal. And then you can start opening up seats. Yes. Because now you created a different perception for yourself. You scaled it to 50. You sell out 50. We just sold out Wembley. Now we're opening it up more. Now we're opening it up more. Now we're opening it up more. As opposed to having it open to 80,000 right off the bat and only selling, you know, 20 or 30. Listen, you do that weekend uh, a fan convention and you're going to make a shitload of money uh, off of that as well. Um, there, there, There's so many different... I feel this will be a success, and it, it will do really, really well. I also, like I said, if I do the a fan experience, 
I also try, I don't know if he has a deal, but I know they have a deal with Owen Hart. I bring in Bret Hart to make an appearance. That's just me. If I'm going balls to the wall, that's what I'm doing. Well, listen, maybe the return of Rocco. Yes. (laughs) We haven't seen him in a long time. No, I do not want to see Rocco, (laughs) but, but, but for SummerSlam, SummerSlam's in the stadium every year, but they, 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 curtain that off and they have about 40 between 45 and 50,000. We don't come on the air and complain. Oh my god, they had they were WWE in the stadium but they only had a different animal. No, WWE but I, I was, a much different animal. But we still yeah, look Tommy, at that show as a success. Is a, is, is a fair comparison. Yes, but WWE is is a much different animal. Um if hey, we're going to Wembley Arena is big. Just that announcement alone, not big enough to make a big deal on television. But hey, UK, we're coming to Wembley Arena. That's a big one. Wembley Stadium, that's massive. This is a massive undertaking. And Dave, if you also think about wrestling, think of uh, the shows that they did when they ran. uh, What was that one in Florida where it rained and they had like this big Super Bowl type of show? It rained. They did a shitty ass house. uh, Didn't help Florida Championship Wrestling that time. No, but 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 what I'm saying is though, like SummerSlam every year, they curtain off to you know it's in a it's in a seventy thousand seventy five thousand seat stadium, but they only sell about forty five thousand seats, and and we don't complain the next day and say oh the the stadium was half empty because they still got forty five thousand. That's a win, and I think it's the same thing for Wembley. The, the, the wrestling companies are kind of handcuffed, just like rock and roll shows are kind of handcuffed. What if you have a product that sells more tickets than any arena can possibly handle? You're gonna lose. You're losing money. So if I'm if if I'm Motley Crue, Kiss, uh, AEW, WWE, and I know that I can sell. 20,000 more seats than the biggest arena in the country. Where am I supposed to go? Now I'm forced to go into a stadium, but by being forced to go into a stadium, now am I being put in a position where my, my perception is going to be killed because I only did 40,000 tickets in an 80,000 seat stadium. It's a it's a hell of a double edged sword, and it's a, and it's a good discussion because let's just say they go to the O2 Arena, right? And they sell that out. That sold like like I'm just going to throw out a number. I don't know twenty five thousand. All right, we go. We just we've sold out O2 Arena. Twenty five thousand fan. That's a win. But you know what? Maybe if we had it at Wembley Stadium, we'd have fifty thousand fans. But the but the stadium would be half empty. So perception is like. Instead of saying "Wow, we drew fifty thousand fans," well, the stadium was half empty. It's a, it's a it's a good point. It is a double edged sword in a lot AEW's of ways. AEW's been around for five. There's the five year anniversary of All In. AEW's been around for four years, five years, whatever it is. If they they if they go to Wembley and they do fifty thousand people and they say tonight's attendance fifty thousand and one people, dude, that is a victory. If they do forty thousand, it's a victory in my eyes because you're selling. 20,000 more seats than the biggest arena could have possibly held. You were for, there's such a clamoring for your product 
that you couldn't go into the biggest arena in any particular country. You were forced into a stadium. Now people are going to sit back and go, well, you couldn't sell out the stadium. Screw you. I couldn't, I, I, you know, I, I couldn't go into an arena because more people wanted to see us than 20,000. So to me, but bully, you have you know to look at the how, glass half full. Listen, bully, there's no you know harsher critic. Yeah. There's no harsher critic of pro wrestling period on the radio than me. And I will hold AEW's feet to the fire all day long. If AEW does 40,000 people, to me, it's a success. It's a success. Agreed. But you know the perception that people. So let me ask you. The day after that show, or the day of that show, what are gonna people going to be talking about? Uh, let's just use the example of social media. Are they going to be saying, holy shit, AEW just drew 40,000 fans? Or are people going to be saying, ah, look at AEW, half that stadium is empty? Unfortunately, they're going to gravitate towards the negative comments and not look at the positive that a very, very young company was able to go into a into uh, a stadium and do a significant amount of numbers. I, I, I won't be that guy. And I'm, I'm saying it right now. Save this show. I, I'm, I'm pulling for AEW of course to do are. good numbers. There's no reason why I wouldn't. And I'm not going to come on this show the day after and go, well, you know, they bit off a little bit more than they could chew. If you ask me right now, what's the biggest, uh, what's the biggest arena over there? The O2 or the, you know, whatever yeah. it is, it's 20,000 seats. AEW is going to sell out 20,000 seats in the snap of, they're going to sell that place out immediately. Day one, they're going to sell out an arena. So where are they supposed to go? You're forced. Okay. If you wanted to turn around and say, maybe not Wembley arena, uh, Wembley stadium, Maybe we go to, I don't know, um, maybe where Liverpool plays or, or Man Manchester United. Maybe those are smaller stadiums. Okay, maybe we can make an argument for a 60,000-seat stadium as opposed to an 80 or 90,000-seat stadium. But I don't, but the prestige that comes with Wembley uh, Stadium supersedes all, all those others. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. Tommy, what did you think of the appearance of Jay White from last night? I thought it was finally a well-kept secret. Um, the crowd loved it. I do love when a hot crowd gets a big freebie like that. Obviously, he is all elite in the same day. They signed Jay White and Nigel McGuinness. Um, so kudos to them. Uh, see where Jay goes. Uh, his debut was place popped maybe i would have done it a little differently but um for now he's all elite we'll see where it goes when you say you would have done it a little differently how would you have how would you have done it 
I think Jay White is a massive star. I'm a massive fan of his. I would have presented him as that, as opposed to just a guy to help run in. Okay. Correct Mundo. And he's also, <clears throat> excuse me, he's also running in, and this is no offense to either guys, to Ricky Starks and Juice Robinson. They're not the top guys in the company yet. So if you're going to do an appearance or you're going to want to establish that, you know, you're this top guy when you have, let's say, um, the, what is it? Anarchy fight club. What are they called? The Daniel combat Bryan. Blackpool, uh, Blackpool combat, combat club. club. I have him walk out and get in their face and they're like, what the fuck? Cause these are top guys. Again, nothing against the people that they do. Um, or after that whole MJF thing that I can't wait to talk about, um, maybe have him just walk out there and get in MJF's face. Though they're going to be holy shit, if there's no physicality, they're not going to boo him. And that audience is going to be like, oh my gosh, we might see Jay White versus MJF because he's a top guy. He's their top guy. It's all about your presentation. Nothing against them. Place popped, place reacted. There, There you go. Been there, done that, got the T-shirt, blah, blah, blah. Just another surprise in AEW that we'll have to sit back and see how it pans out. We've seen a million of them. How do they normally work out? Big, it's Just a- like Tommy said, big pop. Now we'll have to see what happens. And Tommy's talking about, you know, doing things different. That's not the way you debut. It's 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 different. Yes, I will agree that it was different the way they debuted Jay White, but not different in my eyes in a good way. Not that I would have done what I'm about to say, but you know what I would have popped for? If the guy who did the symbol crash was Jay White. And to Tommy's point, put Jay White in MJF's face. Just something like that. Um, I love it. But what should have been done is Jay White should have got full music and entrance. Treated like a star. This is Jay White. This is the guy that om- the perception was he almost signed with the WWE. But now he's all elite. That's what I have him do next week. And I have him tell that story. But then he's going to be a baby face. But I think they're positioning him as a heel. But see, I first of all, I don't know if that's the if that's the correct way to go, just based on the AEW fan base and how happy they were to see Jay White last night. Tommy, I love what you said about that you would have done it differently. I agree. And Bully, I loved your idea, even though you kind of just threw that out. I love the idea of him being the guy with the symbols you know, in that segment with MJF, because immediately now you're in the main event picture. And I would think, and guys, tell me if if I'm wrong, the AEW fan base probably perceives Jay White as a main event talent coming into AEW. And again, this is no disrespect to Juice Robinson or Ricky Starks, but they're, you know, a little above mid-card. They're between mid-card and main event for sure. Right away, if Jay, if Jay White's attached to MJF, that's another challenger for MJF's title that people are going to be excited for. 
I know it was four years ago, and we talked about it today, but uh, Jay White main-evented Madison Square Garden against Okada, and his debut last night for AEW was a run-in. For the AEW fan and how they perceive wrestlers from New Japan, he can be a main-eventer for AEW. I'm saying, for me, I'm not 100%. I have yet to buy in 100% into Jay White. But you are the AEW fan. I'm an AEW fan, yes. But for that hardcore AEW fan base, I think they perceive Jay White already as a main eventer. But I you don't. need to see more. I need to see a little bit more. I, I do. I like Jay White. I like Jay White. Do I love Jay White? I don't. I don't. I don't know if I love Jay White yet. Again, he's still young. I don't know if I 100% buy in to Jay White just yet. I don't think That's the age. I don't think the age has anything to do with anything. Yeah, he's Why? young. He's twenty nine. What What does that mean? Still got a That's lot like of when years. People saying, "Oh, somebody's too old." No, I, I'm saying he still has he still has a lot of career left in him. I'd but like we've to, established like that he's he... main evented the Garden and he's main evented Wrestle Kingdom, and you and, and you still haven't seen enough from him yet. You think he can be a main eventer in AEW? Yeah, because AEW and tell me if I'm wrong. Okay, do you necessarily for AEW in the way that 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 show plays out? Do you have to have a lot of character. Do you have to be great on the microphone? Or can you get away with just being a great wrestler that Jay White is? You can get away with being a great spot guy like Jay White is. Okay. I'll go to what you just said. But for me as a fan, I need to see a little bit more. I need to see a little bit more personality. I need to see a little bit more character. And I need to see him a little bit more on the microphone. He showed me things on the microphone. There's no doubt. He showed little... Little things on the microphone. But in New Japan, as you know, Bully, it's really all about what you can do in that ring. Correct? We actually agreed about, I'm going to say within the past year, maybe a little bit more, that we thought Jay White was getting better on the microphone. Yes. I don't know if you remember that conversation. I do. I remember he had that one promo. I believe it might have been... After the match with Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom 15, I think we talked about that. Um, but who, are your definitive, who are your definitive main eventers in AEW? Brian Danielson. Okay. MJF. Okay. John Moxley. Okay. Chris Jericho. Absolutely. Kenny. Kenny Omega. Great five names. I agree with all of those names. You put Jay White in there with them? Not yet. Okay. No. But but let's just say about with what we're talking about with the wrestling. Has Kenny Omega showed you this great character, great personality, great on the microphone, or is he just a tremendous pro wrestler? I actually have grown to like Kenny Omega more and more because one I've seen range from Kenny that I I never thought I would see. I always looked at Kenny as that typical I looked at Kenny as like the next incarnation of an AJ Styles. 
you know, tremendous in the ring, could go in the ring, the flips, the dives, the really cool shit, but you hand them the stick and then it kind of all, it, it, it didn't go as well as in the ring. I've seen Kenny uh, evolve. I like it when I see that snarky dickhead Kenny Omega or when I actually see Kenny get a little bit serious about his wrestling. Well, Ken, so I, I, Kenny I, and Jay White are very similar in my eyes because because Bully, I'll say this. In the ring this. or on the mic? Um, I would say he's not as good. Uh, I would say they're probably comparable on the microphone. In the ring, Jay White isn't close to Kenny Omega in the ring. But 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 just just go with me here for a second. I wasn't a big Kenny Omega fan at first. I really wasn't. I heard a lot about Kenny Omega. I, I like I like Kenny Omega. I didn't love Kenny Omega. It wasn't until the series of matches with Okada that I started to look at him a lot differently than I did. I'm kind of at that place with Jay White right now. I like Jay White. I'm not in love with Jay White. Does that make sense? Yes, I, I understand what you're saying. I think Kenny is considerably better than Jay White on the microphone. I've seen more... Uh, more um, range from Kenny in the past year or so, especially when he was with Don Callis, uh, than I've seen in a while. Like, I I would actually, this is why I want to see Kenny in a real, I know he's done stuff with like Hangman and like all this. I want to see Kenny up against a real heel, a real brooding heel that could bring out a different side of him. But what I've seen from Kenny, I've enjoyed. And I think... And 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 let's not forget, people, Bully hates Kenny Omega. Well, and I think that Kenny thing started with the way that you look at Kenny Omega when he had that match with Chris Jericho in New Japan. I think that really changed your perception. Not for me. No? No? I wasn't shocked because that's Jericho leading the dance. Interesting. Okay. This is former UFC champion, Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a Sirius XM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on Sirius XM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. Tommy. Yes, sir. What did you think of that segment with MJF last night? When I say entertainment, I thought of, I was smiling. Um, I loved it. I loved the whole MJF. I loved him singing. I loved him, uh, his promo. I would have probably ended it with, uh, so you can suck my Mrs. Benedict, by the way, but that would have just (laughs) been me. Um, I thought it was great. Thank you very much. Very entertaining why they didn't go against the grain. You know that he's going to get this amazing reaction. I love also what MJF did with uh, the council person. I love Taz jobbing the the town council person. It was such, it took you on so many different um, stages I'll tell you the two things I didn't like. Well, I'm more so one on the commentary, Excalibur crapping all over MJF. And I get that he's your top heel. MJF, it was a good singer. Also, Excalibur, in my opinion, is supposed to be impartial. 
Taz can throw in his little digs. Taz also being more heelish at times. Taz liking it. Taz like pointing out how the crowd doesn't like the councilman saying, oh, he's got a lot of heat here. Taz is also from Long Island. Shivani making fun of MJF or being like, oh, let's get out of here, blah, 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 is great because Shivani has uh, a heated issue with yes. MJF, not so much Excalibur. Um, again, because MJF was good at what he did. If he was a bad singer, you know, it, it kind of gave me vibes of the rock concert. It really did. It was entertaining um, as can be. I truly, truly enjoyed. I loved the promo. I loved all the stuff. Where I would have stopped the symbol because <clears throat> I come from a place where no matter what, my baby faces were always put to be baby faces. Same with my heels. My heels were always put to be heels. I could have left that entire segment alone without the symbol thing because they're cheering when MJF is beating up your baby face. And when he's spinning it around, they're booing him. Um, I wouldn't have put Jungle Boy in that spot just yet because it's a hard spot to be in. Um, like I said, Jay White walking out there or even Bully Jay White being the guy who does the ping with the symbols. Jay White walking out there gets a holy shit moment. No physicality. MJF would sell it. MJF walking out, raising his hand, blah, 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 blah. And then after that, you went into the Sammy part, which was a continuation of the segment. And then Sammy's promo afterwards was a complete 180 from what he said the week before. And like... There was just like, it kind of went from a super high to a eh, mid, which you don't want in that uh, environment. Um, also, the commander thing, he's awesome. I now want to just see, I like, like I have, I'm, uh, as you know, sometimes uh, fickle on people that I like in my sports teams, but like between commander and Vikenio, I was... Wow, like these two guys have it. Now I want to see Vikenio more. You know why? Because I saw Commander do his cool thing way too many times and then lose by doing his cool thing. Walk the ropes four times. What the hell? You you do that four times, it's going to lose its emphasis and then also get beat by doing your coolest move. You show how easy that that move is for you to do. You just showed how non-special that move is to do again. I watched my trainer, Johnny rods, walk those four ropes. I'm sure he could have done a front flip or done his old man forearm that he used to come off with, which I love. But what I'm saying is how many times does the undertaker do old school once. And how many times has undertaker been beat by it? Not a whole lot. So exposed don't expose greatness. Jungle boy is great. Commander was great. Both got exposed. Don't put your baby faces in situations where that could happen. Live crowd, yay. But then you also have to understand bigger audience watching at home. And that's also the Vince McMahon thing. You know, how many times I hate, like I watched the uh, Hall of Fame 
God, I was angry at it because the whole time I'm turning my back to the fans. I don't know how I could have done that. I would have had to walk the room because I'm disrespecting these people that are honoring me. Um, don't disrespect your, your, your broader audience at home. And I get the presentation of I'm getting inducted. There's people behind me. Eh? I like the old school. We're on the stage and I'm addressing the masses and I have my peers behind me. Because my peers are also the ones supporting me and I don't have my back to the people who supported me since I was the little uh, kid in Tijuana. And I'm talking Rey Mysterio. I'm talking everybody who was there. I get it. I like it. I like the presentation, how it looks. But then the moment I start speaking, I'm, I'm turning my back to everybody. My favorite part, Undertaker. When Undertaker saw his fame speech, what do you do? He walked the room, had that headset on. Just things to think about, but don't expose your baby faces or don't put them in bad situations to be like, all right. Cause like, honestly, like I've seen commander now. Yeah. Cool. After, a, after that match, uh, you probably have to keep him off for a while. After, after the MJF is that whole segment. I friggin' loved it was yeah. entertainment one oh one. Don't, they didn't go against their grain when he said the simple as, uh, you know, I do it because it's here because everyone else, you know, you're pores. Like <laughs> he stayed heel to his character, but not there. It's a great segment. That's also where you want to see MJF. You know, he put his title on the line against somebody who's what a heel. And it's going to get a good victory from him. great spot for MJF in Long Island. The other stuff was very mid. All right, when we come back, can't, we can't do stand you. Glad I broke your wife's neck. G glad I caned, almost caned your ear off. Glad I've lit you on fire. Glad I have sliced you to shreds with a cheese grater. Glad that I beat you in the first busted open match. Plan on beating you and your jabroni young boys and that ugly girl you have with you in a couple of weeks, but completely agree with you on every point you just made. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Calling all operatives. From now to March 30th, MGM National Harbor invokes your skills to play Covert Cash, a spy-themed kiosk game series where classified missions, hidden rewards, and daily thrills await. Sign up for MGM Rewards to play and unlock up to $25,000 in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape card drawing on March 30th. Visit MGMNationalHarbor.com slash Covert Cash to begin your mission. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER.